The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, you can make it back to back to back to back winning days in the podcast. Got to hang an asterisk on this one, though. I didn't deserve to win, but the mass said I won. So I'll take it. So let's recap all the great things that happened to me at the end of the night. Number one, I'm a Viking fan, and I got to watch the Motor City Kitties. Yes, the fighting Dan Campbells go into Lambeau Field and end the season for the Green Bay Packers. So if that wasn't good enough, how about this? Last year, I hit 57.7 on the NFL regular season games on this podcast. My dream was hitting 60% in the NFL regular season, and it came down to the final game. I had the Detroit Lions. My arch rival, Bill from Florida, who has dominated me head-to-head all season, had the Packers, and I won. So I finished the year 59-39, which is 60 Yes, I finally got my 60% season in the National Football League. Now, last year, I was bad in the playoffs. I'll probably be bad in the playoffs again, but at least for my accomplishments now, I can say I hit 60% betting all 18 weeks with at least five games in the National Football League, and it feels really good to say that. So now let's recap the winning card for Sunday. Yeah, not everyone wanted to bet games in the Patriot League, so I got lucky I lost there and no one took it. But in the NFL, I cash on the Rams and the Lions. I lose on the Browns, so two in one day. In the FCS Football Championship, I back South Dakota State minus the five. They beat North Dakota State by 24, and we cash that ticket. In college basketball, it was a day to forget. I did a terrible job with a handicap in the Big Ten. We lose on Indiana. We lose on Ohio State. In the Patriot League, I had Bucknell plus the one and a half. The game goes to overtime, but in regulation, less than 20 seconds to go, I have an 89% free throw shooter on the line, and he misses for me. That cost me the ticket, in my opinion. Then I had Sienna minus the five and a half. Bad handicap on my part. Injuries were a bigger factor there than I anticipated. I was still up 10 with less than two minutes to go. I win the game by five. I was laying five and a half, so I lose by the half a point. Then on Twitter, well, I gave you no winners, so you had no option. We lost there. Then our other people's picks, we cash on Washington in college basketball. They rally and get the plus nine and a half home. We cash on the Toronto Raptors minus the three. And then in the frozen pond, we lose on Vancouver and Winnipeg. You add it all together, though, and the math can be verified on Better Edge. I made a dollar. Yes, I'll take it. It's profit. It keeps the winning streak going, I guess. So now let's get to the card for Monday. And normally I would play four college basketball games. We have very few marquee games to begin with. And then I normally add three plays on Twitter, but I'm not going to do that tonight. I want my night to rest on the national championship game as college football comes to an end. It's TCU from the Big 12 against Georgia from the SEC. So in the semifinals, I played TCU and Ohio State, and I got my wish, a pair of instant classics, and I got to cash both tickets. So now let's make a case for each of these two teams, 
starting with the underdog, TCU. Number one, most computer models have this closer to 10 points, so immediate value if you want to play the Horned Frogs. TCU just hung 51 points on Michigan's defense that ranks in the top 10. That is the same defense that held Ohio State to just 23 points to end the regular season. And keep in mind, of course, in the semifinals, Georgia couldn't accomplish that. TCU's lone loss this year was in overtime to Kansas State. They battled back. They've battled back all season. They're always down, but never out. They were down 14 in the fourth quarter to Oklahoma State and won. They were down 18 to Kansas State in the first meeting and won. They were down eight in the fourth quarter against Baylor and won. That's what they do. They win close, tight, competitive games. TCU makes big plays on both sides of the ball. They have a Heisman finalist at quarterback. They have a wide receiver that ranks second in the country in yards per reception. They have good metrics on the offensive line, and they're averaging over 200 yards per game on the ground. So that's the case for TCU. Now, let's make a case for Georgia, the defending national champions. Georgia has lost just one game in the last two years, 28 wins during that stretch. Only three of those wins were by single digits. This team isn't good. It's dominant. Then the blue chip ratio, 77% of the Georgia players were four or five star recruits. TCU has just 23%. So stars don't equal success. Otherwise, TCU wouldn't be in this game, but it sure helps to start with better talent upon arrival. TCU's most explosive player is questionable for the game. TCU has made several explosive plays after contact. Well, Georgia is an excellent team at tackling. Georgia is bigger, faster, and stronger. That's always a benefit. Now let's look at past championship game results as a baseline expectation. Five of eight titles have been decided by two or more touchdowns. Over the last four years, the average margin of victory is 22 points. Now let's talk about Georgia and SEC history. Georgia beat Alabama 33-18 last year. They're the defending champions, of course. The SEC has won four consecutive national championships and six of the last eight. Then here's my final thoughts. Georgia has the number one rush defense in the country. TCU is mid-pack in offensive efficiency. They are heavily dependent on explosive plays. I don't feel comfortable back in a team that needs to do that against this defense. TCU's D gained 26 points of value based on three Michigan turnovers and a failed fourth down by the Wolverines on their first possession. So once again, to the critics' point, Lots of luck on the TCU side. Michigan scored 39 points in the second half against the Horn Frog D. Tennessee was ranked number one in the country when Georgia beat them 27-13. The Bulldog D held the explosive volunteer offense to under 300 yards of total offense with a healthy hooker. The only team that beat TCU, Kansas State, lost 45-20 in the Sugar Bowl to Alabama. I've got Georgia on my mind tonight. I'm picking the Bulldogs, 45 to 20, and I'm going to lay the 12 and a half for two units. Yes, only game I'm going to play. I'm going to step up, make it a two-unit play. I'm taking the Bulldogs once again, minus the 12 and a half over TCU. So I hope everyone enjoys the national championship tonight. And as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun, and let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.